Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Take control of your account and energy consumption with the MyMTE app. You can download in the App Store to manage your account, improve your energy habits, and more. That's free. How about that? MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. We are welcoming in from the United Way of Rutherford and Cannon Counties, Ella Weaver, the Director of Grants and Advocacy, and uh, lots to unpack. There's some big news for some of our local nonprofits, so uh, I guess we start a new fiscal year, so there we go. We'll talk about that. Ella, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good to have you here. So um, you work on a July to end of June fiscal year i guess right that's right yep so we're starting brand new um just a few days ago for this year and um have released our new funded partners for this year so our new grant recipients we worked throughout the spring and early summer to um, welcome those applications have our reviewers take a look at those and score those and then make decisions um on who would get those grants this year so we're funding about 35 programs for this coming year all right and and help me remember as well that doesn't mean that there are only 35 nonprofits. You do this on a, a two-year basis? or It's every year. So it's a one-year year grant. Okay. Yep. So that cycle will open again in the early, late winter, early spring in 2024. So in the February or March timeframe, and we'll do it all over again. Okay. And uh, this year, you're um, offering some different grants. I guess that's kind of where I was going. Uh, yeah. you've, you've got the traditional and then mm-hmm. something new or yeah. something different? Yeah. So we started this year a new collaborative funding pilot grant. And so we put out that call for applications a little bit earlier than our traditional grant process and really hoping to encourage some of our local agencies to work in collaboration. And when we think about really trying to impact systems change in our area, really believe that that's best done in collaboration. And so different organizations bringing their own strengths and services to the table to impact a broader range of of people and a broader range of the community. And so we're funding two collaborative this year that we're excited to work with and kind of build a model that we can hopefully do more um, more of that collaborative funding in the future. Sure. Uh, well, can you give us an example of what one of those collaborative uh, funding pilot uh, grants looks like? Absolutely. So we have ment- uh, Mental Wellness for All, and that is a collaborative between Centerstone of Tennessee and Murfreesboro City Schools. So that will put a mental health provider in one of our local elementary schools. And then we also have... Um, Bridges Out of Poverty, or sorry, Crisis to Stabilization. So that's uh, Stepping Stone, Safe Haven, um, the Salvation Army, and Murfreesboro Cold Patrol. And so they'll be working with individuals to um, serve them in crisis, get them transitioned to stable housing, and then eventually into permanent housing, um, and then also provide them with some resources to increase their long-term overall financial stability. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm familiar with a couple of those. So, mm-hmm. you know, Cold Patrol is kind of the immediate crisis Correct. type of, of uh, shelter, and then Salvation Army, they're they're working to help with placement and things of that mm-hmm. nature so that they all come together. Do, do they write these grants together? Yeah, they did. And That's so, wild. Yeah, that was great. We... 
And we have really tried over this past year to increase the conversations that we're having on each of our impact areas as well that relate to our bold goals and really trying to bring people together and see where we can come up with new innovative ways to do maybe some of the same work we've been doing, but doing it together and increase our collective impact. I would think also that would help you know agencies who maybe work with a, a, a similar group of, of folks to come together and say well if you're doing that then I can put more emphasis on something else to help and not duplicate services absolutely yes so um, streamlining things making things a little bit easier for our clients to access as well so not having to go to multiple different stops around town but they can talk to one one entity one agency and get multiple services Mm -hmm. and also thinking about every agency has their strengths and so you may have someone who is really strong in data collection and program evaluation you might have someone who's got a lot of administrative support someone who's got that mental health um, lens that they're looking through so allowing each of them to kind of shine provide their services and make it an easier process for the clients i'm sure you you know this being the first time ever um the 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 sky's the limit possibly here in five years who knows absolutely yeah we really hope to do more of this collaborative funding in the future we'll work really closely with these two collaboratives this year to see where we can improve the process but also help them build capacity so potentially looking for other funding sources for them to expand the programs and partnering in that way so we hope to uh, make both those individual collaboratives stronger but then fund more collaboratives in the future as well we have uh, ella weaver joining us today director of grants and advocacy for the united way of rutherford and cannon counties um i should have asked this in the the, uh, in the beginning but not only the uh, collaborative funding pilot grants but also the community impact grants those are funded how so that's all through donations that come to the United Way. And so that comes through workplace campaigns, workplace giving. It comes through individual donors um, and just other fundraising efforts throughout the community. So, so many of your listeners, I'm sure, um, have given to United Way this year. Um, and hopefully we'll do so next year as well to increase our impact. So this was done, um, I guess, what, last winter? And then yep. you have, okay, this is how much was raised. And then you can go from there and uh, open up the grant process exactly yes and we awarded a little over one million dollars in this grant process since that's again divided up to about 35 different programs wow uh well let's talk about the community impact uh grants because i'm uh, i'm sure that a, a lot of people are maybe more familiar with that a, as well and and you mentioned how many agencies so 33 um okay. programs, programs and so that's about 29 agencies because some have multiple programs within within the system so okay. 27 to 29 agencies and when you're looking at these grants uh and looking at the you know information that's been submitted you look at that through a lens of your bold goals correct yeah we've got six bold goals for 2030 and those are really divided into four impact areas so we have early childhood development financial stability which includes housing access um, mental health and substance abuse and then healthy behaviors related to physical health and so we ask all of our applicants to align with one of those areas and really show how their work is going to make a long-term impact in those areas across our community and so they have to fit in in one of those right Correct. Uh, yeah to to make that work do you have um maybe some statistics you can share about the uh impact and, and i'm sure you 
you track all of this information as well uh, from previous years and how things are working before you fund again. You, you have, a, I guess, some resources to go back to and look at. Absolutely, yeah. So our goals, um, we have different um, impact goals for each of those. So, for example, for early childhood development, we're looking to make 50% or more of children kindergarten ready by 2030. And so um, that's using data from both Murfreesboro City Schools and Rutherford County Schools. And we have made a little bit of progress in that over the last couple of years. Of course, COVID put a little bit of a wrench in that as it did in all of our areas, really. Um, But we're actually taking a new look at our data right now and using a new platform where we'll be able to use shared measurements with our agencies and pull our impact data together and then provide that in a public dashboard so that's what we'll be working on early this year to really get that loaded to and use the quarterly reporting from our agencies to show our public um, you know what impact how we're doing on our impact goals and to really monitor that closely so we've got that 50% goal for kindergarten ready and we're also looking at one that's interesting is looking at the number of households who are above the Alice threshold and so Alice is at asset limited income constrained and employed so we're looking at people who are working full-time but are still unable to make ends meet in our community Mm. and so we're looking to have at least 75% of our community above that Alice thresh, Alice Alice threshold. That's tough to say. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and right now we're at about fifty five percent for Rutherford County. So the between now and twenty thirty, you hope to get to about seventy five percent. That's the least. hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that um, you mentioned mental health. I'm sure that that's a that's a biggie as well. Yes, and so we have two areas within mental health and substance abuse. One that relates more strictly to to mental health and we're just looking to improve mental health by 25% or more. And we have a measurement that looks at the number of mentally healthy days in the month, but there's lots of different ways to look at mental health. And so our agencies are doing lots of different programming with both youth and adults um, and, and finding ways to impact their mental health. And then we um, also focus on substance abuse and thinking about our drug related overdose deaths overdose deaths so we want to reduce that by about 25 percent and again uh areas that have been impacted by the covid pandemic absolutely yes so even pulling our data that we're using to measure that can be a little bit challenging right now because so much of the reporting processes were impacted by the pandemic and so um in in some ways having a fresh start looking at how we're collecting that data and how we're making it publicly available i think that will really help us as we measure our impact We have Ella Weaver joining us today, Director of Grants and Advocacy for the United Way of Rutherford and Cannon Counties. And um, there's also a a new partnership with Redstone, I think, uh, that's really going to help with this, too. Absolutely. So I've talked a couple times about this public dashboard that we'll use to report our our data. That's a a platform called Clear Impact. And that is we're able to do that because of a grant provided from Redstone Federal Credit Union. And so we're looking at, again, measuring our impact, but also looking at disaggregated data and looking at how, um, if we look at an improvement in our um, in our measurements, it may improve for one segment of the population, but may not for another. And so we want to look at that in a disaggregated way so we can see if there are specific areas of the population we need to focus our services in more. And it just wouldn't be possible without the support of Redstone. Yeah, it, I, I guess it just, you've got data, but it helps you drill down into many subsets of that data. Absolutely. And put it all in one place so it's easily accessible, easily updated, and then easily shown to the public. I'm sure you can, you know, determine a age groups or you know all kinds of uh, yep. different subsets to age help race focus. income veteran status disability status all kinds of things well a wide range of um 
community partners, if you will, that uh, are being funded. I don't know if you want to go through the whole list, but uh, maybe just kind of give us uh, uh, an idea on many of the different areas that you're helping to fund with the grants. Sure. We have um, one of the Child Advocacy Center is one we fund several programs that they work on. So they have a child abuse and child sexual abuse program, a darkness to light community education program, which is about how to recognize child and sexual abuse, and then their services for drug endangered children program. So um, they have three separate programs that we're funding um, in that area. We have, um, we've talked about Cold Patrol. Nurses for Newborns of Tennessee and Nurture the Next are both home visit programs that work with um, newborns and young children in the home and helping the parents get the resources they need to provide for their families. Um, Read to Succeed is another one that um, works with both youth and adult literacy. And so that adult literacy perspective is really the that really relates to the financial stability aspect and thinking about, you know, if an adult doesn't have the literacy skills to have and maintain a job, increase their wage, and then that overall increases their um, financial stability. Um, we, we do work with the Cannon County Senior Center and they work in our um, healthy habits impact area. The Boys and Girls Club also has one of their programs, uh, Triple Play, is related to that healthy behaviors for children. And then they also have a Smart Moves program that's related back to that financial stability. So um, we have several programs where we're funding mental health providers in the schools, um, working with Nourish Food Bank as well as they're providing um, food to the community and also case management services. So it's not just an individual getting food one time, but then it's a longer relationship to improve their overall stability. Now, some of these are examples of the community impact grants and some are, are the new collaborative grants here. You, like you, you mentioned cold patrols and- Yeah, so cold yeah. patrol is one that's actually part of a collaborative and we fund them individually as okay. well. So we fund based on program. So it's an individual program within an agency that's funded and so they have two funding streams from us one that's the collaborative and one that's individual funding so a program could have you know three or four areas and you uh, choose to fund one or two or something like that Correct. however that goes and, and what they submit the grant for yeah so they'll submit a separate application for each program they're seeking funding for well uh, very interesting uh, a lot goes into this process it sounds like yeah. and uh is there a committee uh how is that um how, how are the grants viewed and and i guess talk through and, yeah. and deciding who gets what so we have a community impact committee that's made up of a few of our board members for united way and then some other community volunteers who are really subject matter experts in this impact area and so um, they take a look at each of the applications and score them on a rubric and then we use those scores as a guideline to start the conversation of which programs will fund so our volunteers are really making those recommendations for funding and then our board of directors um, approves those or not and so very thankful for the volunteers. They put a lot of time and energy into reviewing those applications um, over the months of, of April and May. And um, it's a it's a difficult job and they made some very difficult decisions, but we're really thankful for their commitment. I, I can uh, imagine it, it takes a lot of time. And when you say volunteer, <laughs> that means they have jobs and things like that. So absolutely you know, uh, hats off to those folks who help. And I'm sure a lot of this information is uh, at your local UW.org. Yes. Slash grants. Slash grants. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. We'll put a link on the podcast uh, for folks as well. And uh, Ella, it was great to have you today. Great to be here. Thanks so much. Ella Weaver, Director of Grants and Advocacy with the 
United Way of Rutherford and Cannon Counties joining us today on Rutherford Issues.